0: Welcome to the Career for Lenser podcast. This is Stephen Hales. I'm a software developer currently based out of Dallas, Texas. Becoming a software developer is a great career. There is always going to be some demand for a software developer. It opens up so many doors. It allows you to have a great work-life balance. Find a company that is a good fit for you. So when I was growing up, I would always play with like your typical Legos and Lincoln Logs and things like that. And as I got older and older, just would start building these designs. And I had an entire like ideas book and would draw designs of Of like airplanes and buildings and just random things that I would think about every now and then and it was always about the journey. I always knew engineering would be a great career path for me since I really enjoyed the creation process and being able to problem solve. So while I was taking all my classes for computer engineering, it was getting to be really difficult towards the end and I didn't really prefer all the math. For my senior design project in college, um, we designed this home automation infrastructure. And this was back before like Alexa and all these other things were popular. It was really nice being able to create things on my own. And you can't really do that with hardware. You can do that with software though. So when I first started out as a software developer, I don't really think I had the passion behind Like doing software, it. I knew it was something that I really enjoyed in my free time and that I could have a lot of fun with. But the things that I was working on were kind of monotonous. Monotonous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the things I was working on was kind of monotonous, and the problem with that was it was just difficult getting into what I was doing day to day and. Over time, uh, moved on to another company, and it was kind of the same old there as well. Like, but over time, I realized I really like organizing code, and I really like trying to make it so it's readable for other people. I am not so much about like problem solving and things like that now. It's, for me, it's, people are going to have to read this code for a really long time. And I want this code to be as readable as possible for the longest amount of time. So learning about best practices and all these things that come with good software design was what I really started getting into. And as I was doing that, I got a lot of pushback from management who thought I was kind of wasting time and doing extra things, but in my opinion, it was, it was all sort of things that should be industry standard or are industry standard in, in modern software uh, companies. So I, I started looking for another job and finally ended up where I am now, uh, at an insurance company. Whenever a company has a lot of bugs and you have to put out all these fires and there's lots of issues going on, and if you ever feel like you need to just work your, a- <laughs> sorry. If you ever feel like you need to work like 50, 60 hours a week in order to get things done, then your company probably is not prioritizing great code quality at all. They probably just care about you getting the work done and also care about getting that to the customer. As fast as possible. That means code quality is terrible, that means bugs are probably really likely in the future. There's a lot of issues with pushing code out that has been rushed. Um, And on top of all of that, a company that wants you to push out code as fast as possible also means there's probably a bad work-life balance. One of the most important pieces of advice that I've gotten is actually from my mentor. And he told me that you should make sure you don't align for your job. You should make sure your job aligns for you. And that's been influential in multiple ways. But the main reason is it's your work life balance. Like if you're prioritizing a nine to five job, then Don't get a job where you have to be on call 24-7 every single day of the week. Like, that's not going to be great for you. So for me, it was get a job that's 9 to 5, that I can do plenty of things outside. And, you know, I get paid enough that it's really nice and I don't need to worry about financials, I guess. so. To me, those were the main criteria for a job and everything else was kind of a nice to have. Things that I do in order to be on top, I guess, of my job and make sure that I'm current with the industry is like I read blogs and I read tons of books and I I used to read a lot more than I do now. I I feel like, you know, since my priorities have shifted. That I read, uh, maybe half as much, but I still want to stay current enough so that I can be influential and help other people at my job and know what I'm talking about, so that I can help other people improve their code and, like, hopefully influence my company's <laughs> my company's code quality to improve overall. That's my main goal. And in order to do that, I need to stay on top of the industry. As I've been working at my current company, I realized that a lot of my priorities were shifting and my work-life balance was amazing. I was getting a lot of free time, lots of great books uh, that were influencing me. And I, I heard this thing about your centers and I didn't want one of my centers to be around my work. I felt like to have a good sense of uh, happiness, like that wasn't necessary for me to be happy. Um, I, I felt that <laughs> as I was pulling away, uh, trying not to make work my center and then also having this great work-life balance, I also was being pulled in another direction And that was like trying to reduce as much waste as possible and trying to have a good impact on the world. And I realized like my main center is trying to leave a positive impact. And that has just cascaded into all of these different things over the past year and a half now. And (laughs) I've done things like buy an electric car and trying to do reduce all of my waste and I I feel like that's definitely become my new focus uh, outside of work which is it's been really nice that I can afford to have a focus like that. A lot of my journey has been like going green and trying to do things that are good for the environment which means like cutting back in material things and consumerism but On top of that, I realized that I don't really need all of these material things in order to be happy. And it's kind of felt like, what do I need to buy? Or what do I need? What's the minimal I need in order to be happy? And that's kind of a funny side effect of this whole thing. I think for career advice, I feel like there's a lot of things that people have ideas about, and there's a lot of career paths, and a lot of them are great. But I think in the end, there are all these traditional mindsets, and I, I think if you go against tradition and you don't, you save money well, and you don't really buy a lot of clothes. You, you have (laughs) clothes that will last for like ten years instead of lasting for a year, and all of these little changes kind of adds up because. If you only need to buy like one jacket every 10 years, then that's maybe $200 or something for a really good quality jacket. And then you're set for 10 years. It is, it's is—it's that mindset I think that would allow a lot of people to pick up any job they wanted, no matter what the salary is. Like if you can have that minimal, financial footprint, I guess, then you can open a lot more doors and be able to do a lot more things.